Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Mark chapter 6. Beginning in verse 1, we read, He went out from there and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, verse 2, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what is the wisdom that is given to this man that such mighty works come about by his hands? Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joses, Judah, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. Now Jesus, after all of the recent activity, now takes a brief trip home. Having arrived, it seems he immediately went to church. Having now been given the opportunity to address the attendees, Jesus begins to teach, and the people are astonished. The original language is emphatic, saying they were literally flabbergasted. For Jesus carried no diploma from a seminary, no theological degrees, no denominational ordination papers. Where did this guy come from? Where did this man get these things? Mankind has always had a tendency to accept Jesus as a wise teacher, a blessed prophet, and even a miracle worker. But to receive him as deity is another issue altogether. For to accept him as thus would place a responsibility upon their shoulders, an accountability that they simply did not want, an accountability that is avoided like the plague even today. To those in his hometown, Jesus was just a carpenter the son of Mary. And furthermore, to refer to him as the son of Mary, quote-unquote, was in the original language a subtle insinuation that he was an illegitimate at birth. In their world, such an individual was hardly prophet material. Scripture tells us that his brothers and sisters still lived among them. He was just a man in their book, and no mere man was going to waltz into their realm and teach them. The text tells us again that they were offended. The word literally means they were stumbled. Stumbled in what? In their approach to the truth and their approach to the kingdom of God. You see, acknowledging that Jesus existed is not and never has been enough. Even acknowledging his wisdom, and even if you acknowledge his participation in the miraculous, it's not enough. These men did that. What they wouldn't accept was that he was from God, let alone that he was actually God in flesh. Verse 4 of our text says, Jesus said to them, 
A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and among his own relatives and in his own house. He could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. He marveled because of their unbelief. He went around the villages teaching. Now these folks knew Jesus too much, if that is possible. They knew so much about him, but not what was important. And they were much like religious people today. They knew about Jesus. They heard about him every Sunday in church. They knew the man. They knew the miraculous stories. They just didn't know him as God. They didn't accept him as Savior and Lord. They knew about him. They just didn't know him. The people were astonished. And Jesus marveled. Here he had come to seek and to save that which was lost. To draw all men to himself, says John 12.32. And to provide abundant life, says John 10.10. And yet those who were nearest to him literally stumbled before his very presence. A prophet is not without honor, except among his own relatives. Now certainly there are many pastors and teachers out there who can relate to that statement. Verse 5 says he could do no mighty work there. As a point of clarity, we must acknowledge that the power of Jesus was not somehow hampered by the lack of cooperation of these men. We often think that we have such power over the works of God. Our human nature wants to believe we can do and undo the works of God. Thus, we often have a real misunderstanding of faith in the security of our salvation. Ironically, it seems Jesus willingly tied himself to the very nature of man. In our belief upon him, great things are done. But ultimately, we often unwittingly shut the door to his miraculous because we do not place our faith upon him. And in this, he marveled at their unbelief, quote unquote. Just as he also marveled at the centurion's faith in Matthew 8. Verse 7 of our text says he called to himself the twelve, and he began to send them out two by two. And he gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey except the staff only, no bread, no wallet, no money in their purse, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. Please note herein that Jesus had called and now he sends. This is the journey of the faithful servant. Each individual is called to his or her place in the body of Christ. And when we respond to that call, he sends us forth into battle for the kingdom. Note that his call is firstly to himself, not to a seminary or even to a church, but rather to himself. This is where our answer to his service must clearly begin. Our text tells us he sent them out two by two. In this, we see Christ continue a strategy of accountability that the word 
seems to lay out as, well, the prescribed technique for successful and humble use by the Father. He called them, and he empowered them. It was his spirit that indwelt them by his anointing. He supernaturally gave them the abilities necessary to meet the call upon their lives. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Music